Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, everybody. Are you wrong? What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to like test out new intros because people are like, this sounds exactly like Don't Blame Me. This is not Don't Blame Me. I could start it. Okay, start it. Hello, everyone. No. <laughs> no. Hard pass. Hard fucking pass. Hi, everyone. What about that one? That's very wigglesy. I like that. Hi, everyone. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I can be the director. Give me just some options. Give me different delivery. Just uh, give me a round of four. Hi, everybody. Perfect. Great. That's what we're landing on, everybody. That is the intro every time. Hi, everybody, and welcome to But Am I Wrong? Is it Alvin and the Chipmunks like a remake? Yes, it's okay. very old, and it's been made probably 20 times. Like, you know who's like one of the um, chipmunks in, in my sphere? Like, okay. my era of chipmunks? Matthew Gray Goobler, mm-hmm. also known as Goobs. I love it. I think it's just so fun and quirky. I do love him. Um, Is he in the one with Amy Poehler? See that? I don't know. Hmm. My knowledge of Alvin and the Chipmunks starts and ends with Matthew Gray Goobler. As you can tell, my interest is not in the Chipmunks, but actually Goobs. One of the biggest regrets of my life is being at the Grove, Barnes and Noble. He was doing a book signing and Mott's had yet to watch Criminal Minds. And so he wasn't going to stay with me because we were just like shopping there. And found out he was going to be there because people in line were like, we were like, what are you waiting for? They told us. And I was like, we should wait. And Mons was like, I'm not waiting for this fucking random dude. And now he was like, damn, should have done it. He's with Justin Long, Jane Lynch. I love her. Jesse McCartney. I'm leaving. I want your pretty face. I've shown you his other just, song, right? Yes, the one with the ass twerking. And- <laughs> no, the one where he's like, it's like a telenovela. It's like a soap opera. Um, no, I don't think it. you showed me one where he's like sitting in a chair and then various <laughs> women are dancing on him. Yes, yes, yes. That is a classic. But no, no, he's like this newer one. Like, it's really, really good. You would like it. It's like a soap opera. The music video. It's like a bang or two. Okay, we'll see. Let me figure out what it is so everybody can go listen to it and then watch the music video, then report back and tell us what you think. It's called Wasted. It only has 1.6 million views from two years ago. Shocking. Um, I guess I should intro the show. This is But Am I Wrong, where we tell you if you are wrong or right. And then we also tell ourselves if we are wrong or right. And then celebrities, pop culture, current events, who's the hero, who is the villain. And then you go head on over to our Instagram and then you get to vote, which usually just means that everybody's like, fuck what Megan thinks. I think mine will be a little controversial this week. Really? Mm -hmm. I don't think mine will be. I've been like, you know, stirring the pot week after week. And I don't think either of mine are wildly controversial. Except one I thought was like, not a hot take at all until I saw someone on TikTok talk about it. And like, by their comment section, it was like somewhat of a hot take. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm. So yeah. Well, what's new with you? So last week, at the time we were recording this, last week was Thanksgiving. And, you know, I just took time off to chill. I got a lot of things done. I put together the couch that we're currently sitting on that came Very in nice. like 50, 50 <laughs> boxes. And I'm surprised at how 
good of quality. It is. Yeah. It's like really nice. I'm comfortable. Yes. The couch that was in here, I put it outside and I've waterproofed it. That was a whole process. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it's now sitting on my side porch. I finally put the legs on my bookcase and the books are on the shelves. I hired a task rabbit to come organize my kitchen. Wow. I just feel like I'm finally getting things done. Good. Yeah. That's very productive. I have the exact opposite. My apartment is a complete wreck. <laughs> like, it has gotten so much more progressively messy over the past, I don't know, however many days. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Have you done any more house hunting? Well, so the issue with the house hunting is, like, it is, I don't know, a fucking science or a math equation or something. So, like, the getting pre-approvals takes way longer than you fucking think it is and so like there have just been delays where we were supposed to have our pre-approvals pre-approvals done like two or three weeks ago and then it was like okay five more weeks and the market just like completely slows down this time of year Mm -hmm. and so normally there's like i don't know 30 new houses every week and there's like two now and out of those 30 originally you're like okay we only like four or five that we'll go see and now it's like wow this week there are none like next week there are none (laughs) when you said you're like planning on being moving in january i was like yeah it's not okay yeah (laughs) that's what i was thinking in Uh my head but i just didn't want to burst your bubble we were all thinking it um (laughs) (laughs) even i was thinking it like it was like a it's a pipe dream and our realtor though has told us that she's like here's the thing if you find a house you love right now it will be easier to get it than it would be like in the spring or even in like, yeah, February, like late winter, it would be a lot easier and you're like, you would close quicker. It's just those percentages just kind of change. So it's like, there's less houses. So there's less like you'll put an offer, but if you do put an offer, it's more likely it will get accepted. Mm -hmm. And so the thing that sucks is that like the pre-approvals only last so long. And so like by the time that our pre-approvals are done, like, we're not, like, there probably won't be, like, how, like, a lot of houses back on the market until, like, we have to fucking do it all over again. Yeah. When I was going to buy a house in Arkansas earlier this year, I was waiting on my pre-approvals. And then by the time it, I got approved, because there was a specific house I wanted to buy. And by the time it got approved, then the person had just taken the house off the market. <laughs> so it was a waste of time. Yeah. So that's, like, how I feel right now. We've seen, like, a couple of, like, really cute ones. But in the words of Olivia Rodrigo, it is brutal out here. But, you know. I saw this beautiful $10 million house that I would love to have. (laughs) (laughs) There's like one, I'm not going to say it because, you know, I truly believe you will live there one day. But there's like this specific place that you want to live. Mm -hmm. And someone else brought it up to me and being like, oh my God, like as like a holy shit, how ostentatious is this? I go, oh, my friend's going to live there. (laughs) And they were like, they're moving in now? And I was like, no, 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 but like. Eventually. Eventually. Like it's going to happen. You know, it's like manifestation without the toxic positivity right. aspect of it. Like You know, goal setting. Goal setting. <laughs> Intentions. Like, I have no doubt you'll be there one day. And I'm like, I wouldn't live there, but I would love to reap all the benefits yes. and be friends with somebody who lives there, <laughs> which I'm down for. Okay, should we get into the uh, the meat of this episode? Well, we should <gasps> review the... <gasps> the votes. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's talk about this again every week. Nobody knows how to vote in these. So... Here's the thing. We've been doing sliding for a while as like who is more right and who is more wrong. And everybody says that they want sliding. Everyone wants sliding. And then every time I get like hundreds of messages, people being like, just make it yes or no. Just make but it I yes feel or like no. the vast majority want the sliding. It's like 
people that aren't quite getting it, which I don't understand because someone specifically said, well, it should say who's wrong. And I said, it literally says that. Yep. It says it. Are you not seeing it? Are you not reading? And I changed the emojis so it doesn't look like heart eyes because that was like a valid point. I didn't even know I could change them. So like now it's like the angry face. It's more indicator of who's wrong. I also like reformat a little bit. So it's right in the middle. I will work on making it even bigger if that is helpful for people. But like shoot us a DM and let us know. I know some people have been saying like do like the three option choice. So it's like this person, this person or no one. It'd be like, this person's wrong, this person's wrong, they're both wrong. But the issue is, is with that, you have to pick a correct answer. So yeah, let us know. Send us a DM if you have ideas. But there's a lot of people who are like, it's just fine. <laughs> Maybe we just need to get used to it. So do you want to start? All right. So this is from episode four. The first one up is Megan versus people who hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> Who was wrong, Megan or people who hate Taylor Swift? And I'd have to say probably 100% say people who hate Taylor Swift. But just know, for like the seven to ten of you who said me, I won't forget. I think I put it somewhere in the middle. Neutral. That's fair. And that's how we got the slider. Yep. Next, we have Melissa versus the social media changes. And I would say like 95% said social media is wrong <laughs> social media as a whole <laughs> fucking wrong we have some people who like fell pretty like in the middle but majority it is almost entirely social media the next one is writer number one versus the twins and the twins were the ones who like the writer was friends with two twins. There was like a car accident that happened like before that. And then they were speeding in the car and like drinking and driving and just like being like chaotic, like devil, like mm-hmm. evil. I, I want to pat myself on my back for the title, which of this episode was Double Mean Twins, like the Double Mint Twins. Like Double Mint Gum? Yes. So this would have freaked you out. And this would have been when you were little. Double Mint Gum used to have commercials where it was just twins. <laughs> And so then like they were known as the double mint twins. And so like everybody in the commercials were twins. Oh, (laughs) say about 80% think that the twins are wrong. Also, this person sent us a DM and she said this was her and thank us for validating her. We love to hear that. Also, the amount of people who like responded being like, I thought this was Mary Kate Nashley. And I was like, it is like this little picture. It is very. How can you not? think that it's not them. I don't know. Okay, next we have writer number two versus the sister who missed her Halloween party. It was the sister who had a kid and didn't ever end up getting a babysitter even though she said that she would and then still wanted to show up at the no kids party with said kid and was pissed off. So it is 99, 98% her sister is wrong. I am curious about the people who, you know, again, we have to a lot for people like voting incorrectly, but I do wonder if the people who didn't are people with kids who would bring their kids to an adults only function. Probs. All right. Writer number three versus the cheating mom. So this was the writer that she was changing some stuff on her mom's phone and her mom was like, don't scroll through my phone. And of course, if somebody tells you not to scroll through their phone, what are you going to do? Scroll through the phone. Exactly. And she found out that her mom had been cheating on her dad. And so we're seeing who's wrong here. And looks like 
100% said the cheating mom. Yeah, but if you scroll through, we got some people who said 50-50 and then some people who said the writer was completely wrong, which I have to think have to be an accident. The writer also messaged us Mm -hmm. and said they would read my book. And I was like, great, because I think it will resonate with you a lot. (laughs) Up next, we have writer number four versus the boyfriend defending his dad for playing a video game where he married his own daughter. (laughs) This one was heavily discussed uh, on the Facebook group and in messages feeling like, what the fuck? And I am happy to report that 100% said her boyfriend accepts there are some random people who are like voting in between or I'm hoping you voted wrong, but if you vote like on a middle ground or in between, I feel like you know what you're doing. I need to understand some of the logic of those of you who voted that like the writer is in the wrong, not her boyfriend. Like I would just love to know like what that is. No, if you voted on that way, like go back and look at the stories. You can see how you voted when you like look back on our highlights. Let me know, did you vote incorrectly or why did you vote that either the writer was wrong or the boyfriend wasn't 100% wrong in this situation? The dad wasn't an option. Like the dad is obviously who's the most at fault, but like the issues between the writer and her boyfriend for defending said dad. Here's the update. First, I want to clarify something. I found out about my boyfriend's dad's second life from my boyfriend and his sister at the same time. (gasps) They were laughing when they told me about it. It seemed like they found nothing wrong with it. So Annie, the sister, has known for a long time about this, longer than I have known. Also, I had no idea that this was an indicator of abuse. I'm disgusted. Since I wrote in, me and my boyfriend actually broke up. He wanted to stay with his family for Thanksgiving, and I didn't feel comfortable staying in the same house as his dad. He told me that I couldn't keep avoiding his family if we were going to stay together. I told him I felt gross that he found nothing wrong with his dad doing this, and so we broke up. I'm obviously sad. We've been dating for over a year, but but if he was permissive about this, he would probably be accepting with a lot of other negative behaviors. Yep. Thanks for letting me know I wasn't wrong. I didn't think I was. Wow. That see, that makes me even more sad. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the the normalization, laughing that off, that is not that that makes your your skin crawl that something there's some other shit happening there. Yeah. Ugh. Then we have the wrong of the week. All Too Well versus Jake Gyllenhaal. Who was wrong? The All Too Well Cinematic Universe or Jake? I hate birthdays, Gyllenhaal. And would you like to note the what I added to the picture? So it just said 911. And so then I wrote 911. I'd like to report an unshowered man because <laughs> he's one of those people who says he doesn't shower. This is one that I am highly passionate about. But I do think it is really funny. And I hope I bet Jake Gyllenhaal feels really good about himself because I don't think he's ever had like diehard stands in his life until now when people are like, I ha- I can hate a woman and defend a white man. Jake Gyllenhaal, you are my number one. And he's like, wow, guys, I didn't know everyone loved me so much. Yucky. Yikes. And then finally, we have wrong of the week, Big Bird versus Republicans. This one is overwhelmingly like, you know, when you look at it, it says 100% Republicans. And I literally made an Instagram story about this afterwards being like, who the fuck voted Because some people did voted that Big Bird was in the wrong. (laughs) How? Ridiculous. How? If you, like, still hate listen and then, like, engage with our content, like, still, like, it feels so good to be on your mind rent-free. Like, what's it like to be obsessed (laughs) with us? I love it. 
Oh, okay. So again, if you want to vote uh, for the upcoming episodes, we will have that on our Instagram stories in the highlights. They only last 24 hours. So we upload them on Friday. So it gives you a whole day to listen. And then yeah, go vote for who you think is wrong. Take the slider and drag it to who is wrong. And if you think it's somewhere in the middle or you like, you think it, you know, it's not a hundred percent or zero, like either way you vote that way. So do you want to take it away with uh, your, but am I wrong? Yes. You know how people say like, we shouldn't have career politicians. Even though aren't all politicians career politicians? Okay. I strongly disagree with this. Yeah. Because I don't think we should have outs. They, they're like Washington outsiders. I don't want fucking Washington outsiders. And this was sparked by one, Matthew McConaughey had Ugh. this big speech this week talking about he's not running. For some reason, that made news. I know. And then two, Dr. Oz said today that he's running for Pennsylvania something. As an independent. He as gives a me- Republican. <gasps> oh, he's not even hiding it. No. He's a Republican. Yeah, but he's been a Republican for, like, he's been, like, active in the Republican Party. Okay. So I do believe, I will say, I understand when people are saying, like, no career politicians, as in, like, people that have been serving for, like, 50 years in the same position. I strongly believe we should have term limits, just like we do for president. But I think that people should, like, come up through local politics and, like, be there to work your way up, learn about government, learn about how things operate. I don't want no, like, wild card running for <laughs> president, any any office, any office, no wild cards. You need to be educated on some level about the government. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that. I think that, like... Yes, I understand the same way as you. It's like, I think there should without a doubt be term limits. And I also think that like all politicians should be Kennedys where it's like, well, my grandfather and then my uncle and then my brother. Like, no, 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 not at all. But like, I think that like, if you have an interest in politics, you should get into politics similar to like AOC who's gotten into politics. Like, I don't think she was like- But she also has like, what degrees does she have? No, but that's what I mean. I'm like, so like there has been like an interest in politics and it's not like a, I will use my name and my celebrity. Cause that's the thing yes. that like happens is like, oh, we don't want career politicians. And I'm like, it's not opening up for diversity or anything like that. What it only is doing is like, no, no, no. I want people who have made their success career, like their successful careers in other avenues to then just take a step over to politics. Cause I'm like, it's never being vouched for like, fuck career politicians. And it's not like a government teacher, like a woman who's a government teacher who like then wants to get into politics and do something like that. It's always like, this is a white male celebrity. This is a white man who is like, does this, does this, does this. It doesn't open it up for more people. Like AOC did an internship with Ted Kennedy. She went to college and studied international relations and economics. Like she's an outsider as in like, she's new to politics yeah I think (laughs) that's that's what it like I think that is like how it should be because I'm like I just having like a celebrity or a well-known very successful person person just pivot into politics then we can all pivot into politics like we have the same experiences and credentials and all of that and then we end up with the mess that we had the last hmm. But the only time that you can even do that at like these bigger levels is if you have a vast amount of capital, which is why it's only opens it up to like, okay, let's not keep it narrow to like, you know, career white man politicians. So open up to other white men, (laughs) rich white men to do this. It's ridiculous. 
So yes, please have some type of experience. Please work on a local level. I don't need some outsider. Like I wouldn't go to a doctor that I'm not a career doctor experience. (laughs) I'm an everyday man. I am not a career doctor. I'm just like you. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah, no, no, you are not wrong. Okay, so mine is vlogger kids slash family vlogging channels. Anyone who uses their children on as their primary draw to their social media accounts that are profitable, that are making money in their careers. This is not about like people who have done said career and then show their children on social media and all of that. That's not what this is about. But the people who like think of like Doug the pug, if the pug was a baby, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like call out any specific babies. Yes. But that if you are not putting away the vast majority of the money, if your family is living off of the money based on like a literal child doing all of this, inherently problematic. And they should have Kugan accounts, which are, I mean, those are like decently recent, which I didn't know. Oh, yeah. It, it happened because... It's someone in the 80s, I think. Yeah, because their parents were taking advantage of them. Because there were a lot of child stars that by the time they were 18, they had no money left because their parents used all the money themselves. Yep. But here's the other part. You know what's wild? When I looked into a Coogan account, because I was like, this, of course, like digital media, digital media is taking a long time to change. I mean, digital media, like they're still figuring out health insurance and it is just like far behind. And like, I've done both like traditional and new media is what digital stuff is called projects. And even like the SAG contracts, which is like Mm -hmm. the union, the working hours are different. The hourly pay is different. Like it is a new media is basically like, Oh, they're going to fuck us over and well, like, we're going to get overworked. I had a show that was new media and I was dealing with that all the time. Yep. For some reason, that got handed over to me to e- deal oh, with. No way. <laughs> I'm but they don't have a Coogan account when it comes to that mm-hmm. from like new media, social media stuff. But I just looked it up. Oh, so let me explain what a Coogan account is. It's like when you are a child actor, a certain amount of money is set aside for you in an account that your parents can't touch, nobody else can touch, you can't even touch until you turn 18, and then that is yours. Guess how much percent of that is of the income that you generate? I did think it was like 80%, but it's not. 40, 30, 20, 10? 15. 15. So like an agent taking it. Yeah. You get a cut of your own career versus giving someone else a cut of your career. Because 15% is the standard. That's wild. There are like lots of like loopholes and like parents who still like very much take advantage of it. But your parents could spend 75% of your income and you have 15% left. I'm sorry, 85. 85. (laughs) I don't know math. But this girl that I follow, Hannah Stella on TikTok, she was like talking about it. And I thought it wasn't a hot take until all of these comments were like, if like they're providing for their family, like it's family money and they get to make family decisions with that money. I'm like, these like famous babies don't get to make decisions. These famous kids don't get to make decisions. Like, no, even if they're having like quote unquote fun doing it, it is still a job. It is unpaid work that you are then using said money. It's like, well, we're, we're benefiting everybody's life through like buying this new house or buying this new car. And it's like, no, 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 you get a job. Mm-hmm. No, like, and if you're going to do that, then you have to set aside all of said money for the kid when they're older. It, like, it blows my mind that there are people who like are not for that. But I think it's like also the rise of TikTok because now anybody can kind of blow up social media wise and babies and like kids tend to do very well on TikTok. And which grosses me out. 
this is a thought I had this week. About like kids on. About where it's clear that their parents are using their kids' embarrassments or shocking them or just using their kids in a way that the kid doesn't consent to being mm-hmm. on TikTok. And it disgusts me. And yeah. I, because I ran across a video that just upset me. And I was like, this is going to be traumatic to this kid. Mm-hmm. The public parenting, I don't like to see. Yeah. Like, I think that like if it's, wow, this is a really great teaching lesson. Like our child having like a meltdown or something. I'm like, no, No. there's one woman who like has showed up my for you page a bunch of times. She uses like code names for all of her kids, doesn't show her kids faces. And they're all like teenagers now will ask their permission to like share a story about what happened when like something when they were younger and they can like chime in off camera and say something and like really creates very healthy boundaries and is like still manages to give wonderful parenting advice Mm -hmm. without having like a toddler on camera, having a complete meltdown and then showing how you parent said kid. There's parenting books. I'm obviously not a parent, but like, I just don't think you need to publicly show any of that. And like, here's the thing. I like some of those like popular, like famous babies. Like they're cute. But if you suddenly start seeing those like million dollar mansions that their family moves into and all of that stuff, I saw one comment was from like a therapist and it was like, yeah, they should put the money aside from therapy because as a therapist, let me just tell you, they're going to fucking need it. So messed up. Okay. Now... Let's hop into, but are you wrong? And this is where we read your email submission. So if you want to send us an email, tell us a situation that has current is currently happening or has happened to the decision that you made, um, or basically just something that has happened that you want us to tell you if you were right or you were wrong, were you the hero, were you the villain, send us 300 words we've said. You know, keep it. We said 250. I don't know where these extra 50 words came from. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. 250. (laughs) A summary to but am I wrong pod at gmail.com. It would also really help us if you read it out loud to yourself before you send it. Because sometimes the punctuation we have to add it in or the repeating of words and stuff. All right. So my now fiance told his entire family he wanted to propose to me, told them the date he was going to do it and showed them a ring. Everyone seemed very excited. We found out that two days after he told his whole family, his younger brother went out and bought a ring for his girlfriend and told no one. (laughs) My fiance proposed to me. We announced it to everyone and it was great. Nine days later, his brother proposes to his girlfriend. They FaceTimed us to tell us the good news. We live like five minutes away from them and then tell us the date of their potential wedding without even asking if we had one in mind. Just for reference, his brother always needs to be the center of attention. I was so upset after all this happened and felt that he stole our moment, but my in-laws felt I was just jealous and this is nothing to be upset about. Since then, his fiance has also confided in me that she did not want to get engaged, <gasps> married at this time, and they had never talked about an engagement. Oh. Am I wrong to be upset about this? Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> that last part. <laughs> fuck. I mean, <laughs> I like don't like, I, you know, sometimes when like I would be mad, but I would also know that like, I have no reason to be mad and I would keep it to myself because like there is no logic behind it. And like, it is just kind of like, no, daddy, I want my golden goose and I want it now. But yeah. like, I do that. So like, I relate, but 
you are wrong. But that second part, like, it doesn't actually. Did you say the writer was wrong? No, no. I'm just saying that, like, I don't think you can really be upset about it. Like, what's the logic in being upset? Like, they stole, like, our moment. Like, to me, the writer is not wrong in being upset about it because one, her fiance told everyone in his family that they were getting engaged. Like, he bought the ring, told everyone. The brother just went out and bought a ring without even telling anyone. <laughs> no, you're right. You're His right, you're now right. fiance doesn't even want to get married. Like he was doing it. They'd never talked about it before. He was just doing it to one up them. So question. Mm-hmm. You know how so it's, she said that his parents said that she was just jealous. So do we think that he was jealous? Who? The, the, the brother. brother. Because that's the thing. It's like, I think this is one of those things that it's like, this is definitely annoying, but something that, like, you can't really do anything about it. And, like, being annoyed, he looks fucking stupid. And, like, it looks so messy from their end. When someone is so clearly wrong about something, and I just, I'm like, okay, let me let me step back. And, like, what you do will speak for itself. And would, like, try not to publicly get, like, upset about it. And more just like, what the fuck? I would definitely be upset, but I'm just more confused about, like, what the fuck is up with his brother? And also, why did his brother's now fiance say yes if she didn't even want to get married? Like, this isn't going to end well. No. So I don't so, even think you need to worry about their I wedding don't date. Think so either. I would definitely be so annoyed, but like, is this the younger brother? Because it feels like that. Yeah, it feels like a younger Doesn't brother it? move. Or a bitter young older brother that was like, he can't get married before I do. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also not engaged yet. So like, but I am a Leo. So like, I completely understand. It's like, oh, you like stole our moment or whatever. But being upset about it at this like point, like at least to his parents, like I wouldn't do that because it seems like they, that's why I wonder if he's the younger one because the parents are like, you're just being jealous. Like he's our baby boy and he's the best. I don't understand the comment about the writer being jealous, but. I got the better brother. Yeah, I'd be. (laughs) Oh, I would be very pissed. Like, all of my girl group chats would be like, the fuck, bitch? Like, I'd be so, so mad. That is weird. It's beyond weird. I mean, is he a Leo? Because I just need to... I need to know more information. (laughs) Me too. I'm very curious. Okay. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Before I get into this, I want to put a little disclaimer. I'm very sensitive and was freshly 18 when this happened at a much lower maturity than I am now. I had a friend, we'll call her Clara. We were both 18 and fresh out of high school at the time of this story. I had gone on a beach holiday with her, sharing a bed, changing in front of each other, always in bikinis, etc. However, when we got back, she asked me to have a threesome with her and her friends with benefits, which made me uncomfortable as we had just taken this trip. This was the beginning of my uncomfortable feelings. A couple of weeks later, she decided she wanted to have a baby. Immediately. Clara had absolutely no money. I had been paying for everything towards the end of our trip because she had completely run out. She was living with her mom, who had previously had a bad relationship with, who oddly encouraged this idea. Rather than going through official channels, she went to a dodgy online website, found a man who was 22 years older and had eight kids from three different women, and slept with him in a hotel. What? I know. I sincerely expressed my concerns for her well-being throughout this process and encouraged her to get full-time work, save, move out, and then have a baby, going through regulated donations. When she continued with this, I felt very anxious and uncomfortable and began putting less effort into the friendship. Subsequently, we drifted apart, but honestly, I really missed the friend I had before this. Was I wrong to distance myself from the situation? Oh, I don't know how you look back on this and go, I missed that. This seems like one of those friends that this is not somebody that you like, you confide into. They're not the the person that you 
you know, have deep conversations with, they're more of that friend that's on the peripheral that you keep around for the fun and entertainment and stories. This is like the friend that you're like, okay, I'm going to distance myself. I don't want to burn bridges because I want to fucking be friends on social media. I want to see, like, I want to watch. I want popcorn. I want to watch your fucking life. Yeah. No, I don't think you were wrong to distance yourself from the situation. I think that, like, what are you romanticizing about this friendship and, like, missing? She sounds like she was fun. I mean, she does sound like she was fun. Yeah, so I think that's what you miss is the fun. That's fair. Like, maybe you just, like, re-add her on social media so you can just, like, you know, watch, like, a reality show as it goes on. Did she end up having a baby? That's what I want to know. Where's the baby? Yeah. Also, she was also 18. Where do you go to, like... I know. There actually is a app that you can use. Wow. I have no words. Okay. Yeah. So you say she's not wrong for missing the friendship or the distancing. I don't think she's wrong for distancing. I think that, like, if you're missing the friendship for anything more than, like, entertainment, if you're missing it for, like, you know, deep connection, friendship, and all that stuff, like, you are romanticizing something that is not, not it. And that is, no. But for all of us, please, please befriend them on social so we can just hear about it. All right. So um, on that note, we're going to take a break. Okay. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood-rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time, and I just got my... I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package, and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not 
getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code Blame Me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like wait this I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley. And we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The ministry of time is like, people are calling it like, if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you 
and listed it as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller, and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> when I tell you that, I was like, sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns, but that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Do you want to hop in? Yeah. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Heart emoji. So I would like to know if I am wrong. I am part of a dance group since 2006. That That just pulled me in. <laughs> and there are different age groups you can join. And I am right now a member of the oldest one. You have to be between 18 and 27 and now a member for four years. Our coach is almost 40 and is, has been doing this since 2016. So she joined before I did. I have to say we never really got along. I was always kind, but we never were on a friend base like some of our other dancers were with her. When I joined the group in 2018, I knew a lot of the other people and a lot of them were my friends. So drama happened, as usual, with our coach, and she kicked four people out of the group because otherwise she would go. She then hated me, too, because I was a friend of those other four dancers. We had the same humor, partied a lot, but only when we were in the dance group, not in private. But anyways, they left and our coach stayed. So we danced for the next two years without anything bad to happen. Then COVID came and we had to stop. This year, we tried to start again because many are vaccinated and the rules here were okay. Anyways, our coach one day decided to hate me and my sister out of nowhere and tried to kick us out of the group for, with no reason. We talked with her, even said sorry for things we never did. But the other day, she got in a fight with another dancer. The dancer is a nurse about COVID. Our coach apparently is an anti-vaxxer and has strong opinions about the vaccine. Our coach stormed out of the rehearsal after the fight because she was confronted with facts, exclamation marks, and filled as if she was attacked. She wasn't. And then said she quits because the fight and because I posted a story on my Instagram, which said that I think everyone should get vaccinated and she thinks I attacked her with that. Am I wrong for posting the story? And am I wrong for being super glad she was gone from the group? <laughs> what if we were like, yes, you were wrong. You're so wrong. <laughs> like, this is like my body, my choice. It also applies to vaccines, everybody. No, you're no, not wrong you're at not all. You're not wrong. We post about the vaccine plenty, so we would be 
Yeah, we'd be very hypocritical. Yeah. I thought you were going to say that you like filmed it and then That's what I thought it, it was. <laughs> her I was getting like, mad and storming off. Yeah, I was like, also would not have said you were wrong no, if you did I that either. I would have been highly entertained and would have said, send us the story. But then let's see that she added a bonus. She then posted a story to her Instagram, which only I and my sister could see. So she like restricted everybody else and like made it so only you two could see it. That's so weird. That's glad you're on her close friends list, though. Literally. (laughs) That is so funny. No, yeah, you're like so unbelievably not wrong. (laughs) I love when old, like not old, but like I love when like fully grown adults throw temper tantrums. Like it is just comical. Especially over this. Yes. It's just like, oh, it like it is literally like a toddler. Mm-hmm. Like they like screaming and storming out like you're attacking me. Like Mats like Mats's favorite thing is to watch like Karen videos of like having like full-blown meltdowns. But like it is just like, are you not embarrassed? Fucking wild. Was it the job walking? <laughs> <laughs> the only dance group I could think of. Okay. I'm in a situation which I have asked HR to move me departments because I hooked up with my new boss before he was my boss. The situation involves me, 24-year-old female, and my new boss. Take a guess. He's 32! So a few days before Halloween, my company hired a new manager for the department I supervise and would be my immediate manager. He was finishing all the paperwork and would start on November 1st and would have meetings with me all day to get him familiar with the projects we are currently working on. On Halloween, my friends and I decided to go out. After a few drinks, I met a guy and we hit it off immediately. The guy and I kept drinking and talking as the night went on. Once all the bars and clubs closed, he and I decided to go back to his place. We continued to talk and hook up all night. I ended up leaving before he woke up and went home to shower and get ready for work. Almost as soon as I got to work, a few of my coworkers were already talking about the new boss and how attractive they found him. This is literally like Pretty Little Liars, except he was a teacher, so it was way more problematic. first episode of Grey's Anatomy. Is it? Yes. I feel like this is, that makes sense. As soon as I got to my office, our HR representative called me into the conference room to have a meet and greet with the new boss. As soon as I walked into the conference room, I knew who he was immediately. At first, I thought my friends were playing a sick joke on me because this shit happens in movies, but it was the guy I met and hooked up with last night. After we acted professionally in the meeting, he did ask me to speak with him separately. I did let him know that last night was a one-time thing and would not happen again, and we both agreed to keep it professional. As his second week came around, he was more comfortable with the team slash department and started acting less professional with me and kept bringing up the night that we hooked up. (gasps) I do find him attractive, but worked hard to earn my position in the company and would not want to risk anything. I did tell him I did not think the way he was acting was appropriate and I wouldn't hesitate to take it to HR. I did end up requesting that HR move me to a different department for personal reasons. My request was accepted, but I have two weeks to train my replacement before I can move. Am I in the wrong for distancing myself from someone that I find attractive and hooked up with to keep an ethical and professional work environment? No. No. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. 100%. He cannot be trusted. Oh my God. I hate men. When you're like, oh, like, okay, we hooked up. Like, hey, let's have a conversation. Let's keep it personal, private. Like, this is my boss. I mean, this is my uh, company I work at, my job. I really respect it here. And he's like, for sure, for sure. And then it's like, no, psych. Remember we hooked up, everybody? Like, we fucked. Like, fuck you. You don't know. That's no. also, like, such an abuse of power from his end where it's like, you've had the conversation. There is no mis- miscommunication. He knows you don't want to bring it up at work. He agreed. And then he's doing that. But he's your superior. That's so inappropriate. But I think it's a good call for not telling HR why. I don't think you need to. No, unless things progress and he starts telling other people or things like that. Yeah. Men. Literally men. 
And like, they're the ones who turn around, like women are like, just like, they get so obsessed with us. And like, all they want to do is just like talk about us. And like, they just like are obsessed. And she's like, okay, we fucked, but like, yeah, you're cute. But like, I'm not down. Like, stop talking about it. And like, he's like, no, I have to tell everybody. Like, ew, you're very smart. He is not. I would get the ick too at this point, you know? Yeah. I say, like, you've got two weeks. I will be shocked if she gets through those two weeks and does not get, like, that, like, does not get the I think she already has it. Yeah. I mean, now, but she said she still finds him attractive. That'll fade. (laughs) Give it a couple. Don't sleep with him again. No. Even once you move departments. No. Because, like, this is, like, how he talks in the workplace with someone. Like, that. this is a clear indicator of his character. Yeah. Okay. Well, that is it for the, um... But are they wrong? Yes. This is where we talk about, like, current events, pop culture, celebrities, things in the media, maybe even, like, historical pop culture. <laughs> oh, we should also say the synonym that people have given this section. Rachel of the Week. Rachel of the Week. So, <laughs> mine is about the past season of The Bachelorette, which, full disclosure, I did not watch this season, but, like, I keep up with, like, you know, the podcast to talk about it. I keep up with it in, like, the, you know, social zeitgeist. hmm and the Bachelorette was Katie Thurston, which the, the last name has just come in so beautifully for all of these headlines of like she's Thurston, she's Thirsty. Oh wait, I, I heard about it. You might have posted. About I it. did. I posted about this like a small snippet, but more has come out. So Katie, she was on Matt James's season. R.I.P. to a hot. I mean, he's not dead, but like a hot man who was. They're, they're, I don't even find him attractive no, anymore. not anymore. Like, I lost someone who I thought was so hot and beautiful to the Republican Party. And, like, it is... He was already there. He was. It just... I, I didn't know until Reddit I told, told you me. I had a bad feeling. You and all of... P- <laughs> I think it's BIPOC or POC Bachelor Reddit. I was like, everybody knew. Everybody knew. So she was on his season. And then she ended up, like, who she picked in the end for her season was this guy, Blake... Moines, I think is his last name. There were so many fucking, yeah, Blake Moines. And he was actually on like Claire Crowley, Tasha's season. So like he came back on like a little bit later on her season to be like, surprise, my guy from like a previous season and I'm into you. So she picked him. There was like some drama because there was like this one guy, Greg, that was like very dramatic. But like I watched that video and I was like, I am not on his side. Like I do not like him. Like he was gross, very cute, but like gave me like bad actor gaslighty vibes. So people didn't have a ton of faith in her and Blake's relationship in general because everyone thought she wanted to end up with this guy, Greg. And they, her and Blake were engaged, all happy, posting everything. So, oh my God, Us Magazine, thank you so much. They literally have a timeline. (laughs) Thank you. I wish it was in a graphic, like not words, but that's fine. So Blake didn't show up until the fifth week of the season. He had previously slid into Katie's DMs. And so they had like kind of knew who each other were when she picked him. So the season ended in August, which is like the finale. So it like ends, it finishes recording a little bit before then. So they've like been engaged for a couple of months at that point. And then in October, they posted, we're breaking up. We're calling it quits. And a couple of weeks ago, I think it was honestly last week or the week before, it is November 30th right now, Katie started this thing on her Instagram called 12 Days of Messy, which is the most accurately named thing in the entire world. So Katie... The Bachelorette. Her and Blake have broken up in October. Mm -hmm. This is Thurston. Yeah, Katie Thurston. They broke up in October. End of October, they announced their split. So they could have been broken up a little bit before then. But take in mind that the finale 
airs in August. So like they had to have broke, broken up because they, they were engaged and happy and doing press. So they had to break up between or were lying when they were doing press. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like there's a small window in which they've broken up. And then about a month later, she <laughs> posted, started the, the 12 Days of Messy, where she was assigning a Taylor Swift song to different guys on her season. When she said it is messy, I didn't even watch the season. And I was like, "Woo, this is messy. Like, I wouldn't have picked these songs. Like, she's like picking like shady songs for these some of these guys or whatever. And then it all builds up and leads to the final one, which is a Taylor Swift song called Begin Again. You know, for my Swifties out there, you don't know. It's about Connor Kennedy, who she dated for like a brief bit. And it was like, oh, like, I just went through this big breakup. But like, on a Wednesday in a cafe, I watch it begin again. Like, our love will begin again. And she posted this guy, John, who had been eliminated the second night and they were now together in a relationship. While Katie was engaged to Blake, Blake's Canadian, Katie moved to San Diego where John lives. They have like become best friends, posting on Instagram together all the time, being like, we're not dating. Like, we're just friends. Like when everybody thinks you're dating your friend, but you're actually engaged. Like, ha ha, constantly making jokes about all of that. But the, this, the biggest part is the Instagram video announcement of like this new relationship is literally videos of her with him that was when they were all three hanging out when she was engaged to Blake and she cropped Blake out of them. There's one where he took her and Blake on his plane, flying them around. And so it's like the video clip is like of him flying the plane. Like again, the relationship announcement, him flying the plane and like her in the seat behind him smiling. Blake is next to her and that photo is on their Instagrams. Like that was like still there. She needs her own reality show. I think that's kind of what she was trying to do. But, like, it was wild. It needs to be a Bravo show. They're the only ones that can do it justice. Or TLC. <laughs> TLC's too. They don't have the budget they don't. that she needs. No, no. She needs private planes. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. But so, like, he, like, did a Reddit AMA. Or he did, I don't want to say that. He did, like, some sort of, like, statement thing where he was, like, there was no emotional cheating. Anybody who knows me knows it. Like, I would never do that. I'm, like, everyone says that. No one's, like, you know... Anyone who knows me would know I would cheat. Like, mm-hmm. shut the fuck up. But he's, like, very much saying that there was, you know, we just, like, became friends. And then when it, like, ended, it was like, oh, there's something more here and all of that. And we just, like, couldn't go out on a date without people, like, speculating and, like, taking pictures. So we wanted to, like, get ahead of it. But I just, like, no. You can date without people knowing. Like, you can. You, you know, know that from the yes. first year you were dating. And I mean, like, there's. I mean, I, pretty much everyone I've dated, no one knows. <laughs> facts. But I mean, there's even like other celebrities and shit. Like, yeah. if you want to keep it private, you can. Yeah. Taylor Swift wasn't seen for a year. Like, you are fine. But this idea that's like, well, we don't want to have to hide our relationship. Sometimes you should fucking hide your relationship, especially when her ex fiance found out about it on Instagram from these stories. Yeah. She needs her own show. Yes. Katie Thurston, yeah. that correct? I used to say, I'm like, we should have her on the podcast because like she brought a vibrator to the first. Yes, I remember Yes, you I told you about, about her. And I just think that like, she is main character energy and you might not like the main character, but like she is the main character. And like, I am entertained. I'm thoroughly like, I fucking, I respect, like we love messy TikTok. Mm-hmm. I love when people are publicly messy and she made an entire Instagram highlight that is still up. That's all about just like being publicly messy and I live for it so while she is the Rachel of the week keep doing it like I (laughs) live for this shit poor Blake that sucks apparently his mom was also like liking Instagram comments that were like very shady about like all of this shit but I am loving it in the words of McDonald's 
I'm loving ba -da -ba 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 -ba. it. You know who originally sang that song? Does it sound problematic? Depends on your definition of problematic. My mind went to Bill Cosby. No, he I'm, doesn't sing. <laughs> I know, but that's not really singing. No, it wasn't it the whole song. McDonald's took the slogan. Ma McDonald's took the <laughs> slogan from the song. Is it Justin Timberlake? Mm -hmm. What? That was literally a joke guess because you love him and That's, I hate yep. him. Wait, what? He the has fuck a song is... called I'm Loving It. In one of the commercials, he's in it for like a second. Wait, what? Who says I'm loving it in the commercial? He does. At least in the older ones. I don't know if it, currently it's still him, but in the older ones, it's him. Oh my God. He was paid out $6 million by McDonald's for his involvement in the jingle. Oh my God. Apparently, rapper Pusha T was behind the song, but the song was long attributed to Pharrell and Timberlake. Holy shit. So mine is the author of Lovely Bones. Have you heard about this? I just like heard about it like in passing, but I'm not felt fully versed on this. Yeah. So her name is Alice Sebold, I believe is how you pronounce her last name. Oh, trigger warning, sexual assault. Years ago, she was sexually assaulted in a tunnel while she was in college. And all she knew about her assaulter was that it was a black man. And then one day she was walking down the street and this black man came up to her and, she, and he was like, I think I know you from somewhere. And she thought that this could be the man that assaulted her and turned him into the police. They brought this man that she saw on the street in for a lineup with the police with along with other men. She didn't even pick him. She picked some other man that wasn't even him. And then so the police officers told her this and she was like, no, it was definitely him. So it was not this man. He had been in jail for years, served his time, got married. He's, of course, labeled as a sex offender. He took jobs at nighttime so that he would always have an alibi. Because he was... The real, the guy who did it. No, no, no. I'm talking the guy that didn't do it. Okay. The guy, the, okay. The, the guy that didn't, do, we don't know who actually okay, did Okay, okay, okay. So the guy that didn't do it was put in jail. Yes. So wrongfully accused, yeah. put in jail, wrongfully charged, served all his time. During this time, he got married. He also got jobs at nighttime, so he would always have an alibi, so no one could ever accuse him of anything again. Like, he, his wife wanted to have kids, and he didn't have kids because he didn't want them to be brought up with the stigma because of him. Like he was labeled as a sex offender. Like, he's gone through his life. He's, like, I think in his 50s now. Yeah. Like, he's gone through his life as being wrongfully accused of this crime that he never committed and finally went to court. They've taken everything off his record and everything. And it all happened because they were making a book based on this. I mean, a movie based on this, because there's already a book based on what happened. So they were making a movie based on this. The guy that was directing the movie, I believe, he saw some inconsistencies with the story and like, brought it up to the production company and they're like, no, 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 this is what happened. He was like, I don't think it's happened. He hired a private investigator to look into it. Holy shit. Yes. And like, because of that, now the movie, of course, isn't going to get made. This needs to be what the yeah, actual movie is. Yeah, I was like, this is. is what the movie is. Yeah. So my Rachel of the Week is this Alice to bed and the police department yeah. because they knew... <laughs> That this wasn't even the man that had been picked out of the lineup. There's no evidence pointing to him whatsoever. Yeah, it says that the 
only two pieces of evidence against him was her identification of him mm-hmm. at trial after picking out the wrong man in an earlier police lineup and then microscopic hair analysis, analysis which, which now is no longer yeah, a science. It's that, junk science. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm reading, so on NPR, so she's apologized, acknowledging... She just apologized a few hours ago. Which, like, this just happened. Yeah. I don't want to say I'm glad. I'm surprised that this is the sentence that comes out of this, not because of her, but just because of white people as a white person. In her apology, she acknowledged the role that race played in his wrongful conviction. Today, American society is starting to acknowledge and address the systemic issues in our judicial system that too often means that justice for some comes at the expense of others. Unfortunately, this was not a debate conversation or even a whisper when I reported my rape in 1981. Where's the race comment there? <laughs> wow. Holy shit. That is so Mm -hmm. wildly sad. He tried five times to have the conviction Mm -hmm. overturned. Holy shit. And if they weren't trying to make make any even more profit off this. Yeah, that's so true. It would have never happened. Which is also a weirdly fucked up sort of. I mean, like I have no, like however you process your traumas, however you process your trauma. But the issue here is that like it's at the expense of somebody else's Mm -hmm. trauma here. He could counter, he could. I think that any any penny that she made off that book. Yeah. Having this be this like cathartic like means of like dealing with and processing like your trauma, it doesn't like cancel out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like someone else has this brand new trauma that has come as a result of this. I'm like so confused about like, so she picked the wrong person mm-hmm. in the lineup. Mm-hmm. They told her that's not who it is. Mm-hmm. And they still charged him. Oh, wow. Like, I understand, again, like, she was going through, like, lots of trauma, all of that. But, like, it is also, like, our responsibility as, like, white women when going through, like, the justice and legal system, recognizing that, like, it is inherently racist. It's happened time and That's time what I mean. Again. But, like, that, like, and I mean, I don't want to give her the, I don't want to give it, like, the, oh, it was, like, back in the day. But, like, even today, now, I'm, like, race is still at play here, mm-hmm. no matter what. And, like, that is fucking insane. Yeah. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoyed. If you want to go vote who you think was wrong in these situations, head on over to our Instagram. If you're listening to this on Thursday, it will be out tomorrow, Friday. If you're listening to this on Friday or afterwards, check out the highlights. Just see if it is still available for you to vote in and only last 24 hours. And if you want to leave a review on the podcast app, we would be so grateful. We would love it so much. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on the episode or like any of like your reactions, feelings on the latest Instagram post. If you want to send us in stuff to talk about for upcoming episodes. And if you also want to send us an email with your situation, email us at buttamirongpod at gmail.com. All of our socials we listed down below. And anything you want to promote? Just follow me on Instagram, please. You also might be seeing me do more sponsored posts and don't judge me. <laughs> no one's in it. No, no. Get the bag. Get That's the fucking bag. I'm, I'm working on. Get it. Thank you. Get it. Get a big bag, get a little bag, get a little satchel. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know any other synonyms for bag. Bag, sack. I just think of nuts. Okay, on that note, we will circle back. Bye. Bye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Cool fact. 
A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.